MoreLikeRadio.com. It's our duty to entertain you. <laughs> I said duty. Only alcohol can make life bearable. You must drink. Always drink. I blame this all on Kevin, DMU. Has anyone ever known a good person named Kevin? We, we hung out with, with Kevin from Alcohol by Volume. He only says like three words. He, he's like really shy. He really talked to me. Towards the end of the night when he was drinking more, man, he, he was he was right there with us talking a mile a minute. Alcohol by Volume? Oh, I'm actually kind of drunk. Alcohol by Volume, awesome show. You really want to get drunk? <laughs> Listen to that show. Because by hour two, he's blitzed. I bet. Oh, it's awesome. Because it's a beer show. Kevin, some stupid kid. Weird story. Polish last name. Yeah. Where's your dedication there, Kevin? Your own show or someone else's? Alcohol in my volume. Alcohol in my volume. I no, shove alcohol in my butthole. That's not it? It's nothing to do with butthole. I mean, can you even get drunk anymore? It's kind of like a drinking a vitamin. Right? So you're blaming the drunker. Yes, I'm blaming the MLR drunker, Kevin. Hello, bartender. I have thought it over, and far from being a fat pig, you are very nice. And I would like another drink. Take a barf, drunkie! Welcome to Alcohol by Volume. It is Tuesday, August 5th, 2014. If you're listening live, join the chat at morelikeradio.com slash live. If you're listening via podcast, you can check me out live every Tuesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time here on More Like Radio. Um, let's see, this is episode number 77. I am still keeping track of this. Uh, you can still get your Alcohol by Volume t-shirts, booster.com slash alcohol by volume. 13 days left as of right now to fulfill the order. I still need 35 more shirts ordered to hit that 50 order minimum threshold, so please keep the orders coming. It's only $15 with $5 flat rate shipping, so get off your fucking lazy asses and buy a t-shirt. Buy two. Hell, buy buy three. You know, if, if, you're, uh, if you're losing weight, Buy buy a smaller size for yourself. If you're, I don't know, gaining weight, buy a bigger size. Who knows? Um, and uh, welcome to the people in the chat. We got Chef Sprocket. We got Western Echo. We've got Roy Block on crack. Uh, Western Echo saying, I didn't know mediocrity. Yeah. Wow. Already can't fucking talk and I've had two sips of beer. I didn't know mediocrity can be split in 77 parts. Oh, it's it's not easy. It's, you gotta be you gotta have some very stealthy planning with it to be able to run this horseshit this long. Um. So oh um. You'll you'll notice what you're not hearing this week as I move my mic arm back and forth. Yes, I actually WD forty this stupid fucking thing. Um, actually did it this morning, so it's nice and freshly greased up. And I'm supposing somebody could probably uh, isolate that. Um, yeah. Dennis says he bought one, expects it to arrive by 2027. It, it, if this order gets fulfilled, it it's I think they're going to be. Uh, what did I, I think it said it, they ship like two weeks after the campaign ends, so it, they'll probably be shipping by like the first week of uh, September. And also welcome to the chat, little Matt. 
Glad to have you aboard live. Uh, second consecutive week. I'm happy about that. Uh, so, uh, be- God damn it. <laughs> you bastards. Uh, talking about greased up arm, thoroughly lubricated. Oh yeah, Dennis Dennis loves my impressions. Uh, give me an impression, Dennis, and I'll, I'll try and do it. Um, just for whatever I talk about next. Um, so, God damn it. 77 episodes, and I'm still, um, 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 what the fuck? Anyway, beers from Brent this week that I'm drinking. I have cracked into the Surly Furious IPA, and uh, the next one I will be opening is the Surly Overrated West Coast IPA. No, it's not overrated. It's just called overrated. Our Bud Dwyer. I don't have a gunshot sound effect. Sorry, dude. (laughs) Damn it. Although I suppose... um, an accurate uh, impression might be just and then that's about it um, let's see I got a growler of dogfish head festina pesh uh, the God damn it one of these days one of these days and of course when, when my uh crutch is gone I'm gonna have another fucking crutch um, see it'll either be something like punchies by the way I know Dutch has one. I know Royce has one, too. Just go-to phrases. But nothing is so mundane and dull as, uh. So the store I got the Festina Pesh at, there was an old guy at the liquor store getting a growler. He was new to craft beer, and he was all, all I drink is Budweiser, so show me what you got here. (laughs) Uh... And uh, he ended up getting a growler of Flying Fish F.U. Sandy, which is an American wheat ale. I also had a taste of it while I was there, so I think he'll enjoy that. <laughs> God damn it, Little Mad says the same sound I make after listening to this show. I don't know whether to take that as a compliment or not. Oh, and uh, a beer that I kind of kind of recommended to Chef, uh, Brainless on Raspberries from, um, shit, that's Epic Brewing, I think, right? He had it, enjoyed it. I, the brainless series is really good. There, there's brainless on raspberries, brainless on peaches. A couple weeks back, I reported how they accidentally had that wild batch with the uh, wild yeasts and made it kind of sour. Um, I think there's a brainless on cherries. I don't know about a blueberry one. There may be. I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah, if you, if you like if you like fruit beers, those are really good to check out. I also picked up a bottle from the brewery of Hattenroth Berliner Weiss. It was actually recommended by the guy filling my growler. A nice low ABV sour at 3.1%. Inexpensive for a brewery beer at least. Uh, 10% or 10%. $10 for a 25.4 ounce bottle. The sound of shooting myself in the mouth. You're unsure as to whether or not that's a compliment or not. Well, you didn't say shooting yourself with a gun and the noise I made was like a... So, you could be shooting yourself in the mouth with something entirely different there, little Matt. <laughs> I know, my, my wit sucks. Whatever. And then I also got a six-pack of Blue Moon Short Straw. Yes, yes, Blue Moon. It's a cross between a farmhouse ale and a Flanders Red. And ever since I read about this one, it, it's been out for ages. But for some reason, I had never tried it before. And wanted to try it. Saw it on the shelf. Picked it up. Not as tart or sour as a full-on Flanders Red, but it was still pretty decent and affordable, too, compared to actual Flanders Reds that I'd have to shell out pretty good cash for. 
I bought it on a Friday, and the line at the liquor store was long as hell, as you would expect for a Friday. And I was proud to see almost everyone in line buying craft beers. And of course, stupid me, I was buying fucking Blue Moon, which is made by Miller Coors, but whatever. Uh, let's see. Western Echo says, I must say, Kevin, with the exception of the banana bread beer and some chocolate stouts, you've taught me to thoroughly hate flavored beer and ales. But, but, well, actually, you know, okay, technically that was a cider, but the ginger cider, that was cider, right? You could count that among the flavored. And that that was one I didn't think I was going to like. And you fucking love that one. But I I understand. I understand that the flavored stuff is not for everybody. Especially not flavored vodkas. Not me anymore. God damn. Well, I do have a flavored vodka here, but it's bacon. And that that's different. That's different. Little Matt asks, Ever thought of finding an Australian craft beer? You know what? I have actually tried to look for some. I don't think we get a lot out here there i'd have to find a specific brewery that ships to the u.s and see if i can get them in my area but if you have if you have any suggestions of ones you know that that ship up here i would gladly gladly seek them out i mean i know one one thing that's been popping up more lately is uh it's a uh mexican craft brewery and I'm, i'm trying to remember the name I, I want to say, let me see, uh, let me see here, uh, yeah, uh, da, 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 da. Dia de los Muertos beers, I think that, yeah, okay, yeah, that is the brewer, Dia de los Muertos, so, uh, what is that, Day of the Dead, uh, they have a few different ones, Death Becomes You Amber, Pay the Ferryman Porter, I know there's a Mexican restaurant, near me that has bottles of it and I've been seeing them more in the liquor store so Mexican craft beer is showing up there or showing up around here but again Australian I, I don't know if I've really seen much and I, I know there's there's craft beer down there I mean you know little Matt has told me about certain ones so gotta I, I gotta keep an eye out for that I gotta do more research on that one provided I remember by the end of the show I, I've I've been keeping myself to like two beers per show lately so I've, I've been doing good on that I haven't been falling down drunk at the end of the show lately and finally I was supposed to I was hoping to get a 12 pack of the Sierra Nevada beer camp last Friday I went to go pick up a pack but the store had already had all their packs reserved much to my surprise so Foster's <laughs> even Australians don't drink Foster's Dennis um but I, I got uh, I got put on reserve at one of their other locations. So cross my fingers. I'm just I'm waiting for them to call me when they get them in, and I would hope they'd get them in maybe within the next week or so because I'm uh, gonna run out of beer eventually because I'm saving Brent's beers for the show nights. And aside from that, I have my growler and one bottle of the short straw left, and that's about it. Although I do still have. Maybe about a quarter of that box of wine in the fridge. I have no idea how good that is at this point. And it's probably fine. It's in a bag. Bag keeps it fresh, right? So, but anyway, uh, talking about the Sierra Nevada Beer Camp 12-pack, that led into an article that I read from philly.com where they're talking about the costly 12-packs and long lines that don't help craft beer. Uh, Let me see if there's anything worth actually reading off from the article. Uh, okay, if if you're not familiar with the with the 
Sierra Nevada Beer Camp 12-pack. This article kind of goes into it. This year, Chico, California-based Sierra Nevada assembled its Beer Camp Across America mixed pack by going around the country and collaborating with a dozen different brewers to create 12 packs of beer to celebrate the opening of their new brewery in Mills River, North Carolina in August. Sierra Nevada is on a seven-city tour to promote both the brewery and the 12-pack, which got some help from Colorado, North Carolina-based Oscar Blues, Pennsylvania's Victory, Wisconsin's New Glarus, Oregon's Ninkasi, Maine's Allagash, Michigan's Bells, Indiana's Three Floyds, uh, Florida's Cigar City, and California's Russian River, Ballast Point, and Firestone Walker. The cost is about $25 to $30, according to both Sierra Nevada and their own experience at local bottle shops. Now, the weird thing is, I think I could have sworn that I saw an image of a case of it being sold at a Costco somewhere, so it would have been 24 instead of 12 and they, I think they were charging maybe between 35 and 39 bucks for it, which is a fucking bargain if they're looking at these prices here. So, the article seems to poo-poo the idea of it being so expensive, but then they kind of go on to say uh, there's a lot more work behind the price than a simple 12-pack box lets on. And yeah, the exposure of all those different breweries and logistics of getting them all together in one 12-pack can't be easy. There are a lot of brewers in that pack that I might not otherwise be able to try in my area if not for this offering. Stuff like Russian River, Cigar City, New Glarus. I mean, even even Bells. I have to go up, up to Pennsylvania to get anything from Bells. I can't get anything here in Jersey. Which would make the, you know, 25 30 even potentially $35 for the 12-pack understandable. I have no problem paying 25 bucks for a 12-pack. I, I, I think I've actually paid maybe i think it was like maybe 22 bucks for a six pack sampler once and sometimes it's worth it being able to get that combination in one place one example i always give and this is the one that i paid i I think it was about 22 maybe 24 bucks for it but it's the sour power six pack sampler i'll post an image of this in the chat here um so, Sour Power six pack. It has two beer or two bottles each of Petrus Oudbrun Monk's Cafe, easily one of the best fucking sours I've ever had, and um, Petrus Aged Pale. In regards to Monk's Cafe, I actually had it on tap from the bar that it's really it's their house beer in Philly, and fucking phenomenal. Oh jeez, <laughs> little Matt says you think you know expensive beer, Kev. Oh, God, how bad is it down there, dude? Oh, I shudder to think. But uh, with this Sour Power Pack, when it comes to getting sours, it's actually a relatively affordable way to get a good sampling of salad offerings. Um, I know, like, the the Petrus Oudbrun is a little bit cheaper, but the Monk's Cafe, I think for a four-pack of that, you're going to pay close to $20 right there. Ooh! Yeah, Little Matt says try paying for an $80 craft beer slab. Oh, Dude, dude, just move up here to the States. Oi, oi, oi. Ah. But it, it, the article goes on to talk about... How <laughs> is Matt buying alcohol? Isn't he still like 13 years old? No, 13-year-olds uh, can uh, can drink alcohol in Australia. Come on. But the article goes on talking about long lines for certain beers. Um, let me see if there's anything I actually pulled from the article. 
Uh, nah, they they kind of go back and forth with stuff, but the long lines for beers like Pliny the Elder, Pliny the Younger, stuff like that. It, I I can agree with that, not necessarily helping craft beer really. You're always going to find those beers only ending up in the hands of those who can afford to fly into town, get a hotel room for the weekend, wait in line, etc. If I did that, I'd end up being inevitably disappointed because a it's tough to live up to hype like that. And, you know, B, I w- would probably wait in line and then they'd be like, oh, we're all sold out. Oh, fuck. Um, and it, a beer like that, it, it ultimately excludes, you got to say like 99% of craft beer drinkers makes them feel like they're missing something great. Would I like to try a can of, say, Heady Topper? Sure, but not at that kind of expense. The only way I'm ever probably going to taste something like that is if someone's really generous or if I somehow manage it in a beer trade. And even that is not that likely because I don't get rare shit out here that I'd be able to trade for it. Um, Oi. Oh, $16.99 for a six-pack of Heineken in Australia. God damn. Oh, not even good beer. Shit. I'd, I'd, I'd stick to the... You know, at, at that uh, down there, domestic Australian craft beer, if I could find it. Oh, I mean, Matt, how like uh, how are the prices on your you know your domestic craft beer? I mean, is it is it that bad also because of the beer taxes, or is the Heineken just because it's an import? I'm curious about that. Um, but the the article mentions for every Pliny or Hetty Topper or stuff like that, there's a Ballast Point Sculpin out there. So if you can reconcile that there are other comparable brews out there that don't have the long lines and all that hype attached to them, you'll be just fine. You won't be missing anything. Let let those that can afford to sacrifice or some might argue waste their time and money to do so and we'll drink everything else. I mean, I I get the feeling that you if you put, you know, a Ballast Point Sculpin in front of me and a Heady Topper in front of me, I wouldn't necessarily be able to identify which one was the quote better beer honestly i you know knowing me i'd identify the wrong one i'd like sculpin better than heady topper or pliny or whatever um i don't know i mean there there are a lot of easily accessible beers out there easily accessible hoppy ipas out there that are fucking fantastic uh the one i'm drinking right now obviously i can't get it in my area but i would assume in minnesota it is plentiful getting uh, furious and it is it, it's really good it's you know nicely hoppy not too hoppy but uh comes in a can i like it in the can fuck 623 god damn it I, I, as it was coming out of my mouth i knew it i fucking knew it uh, but on to more fun things instead of waiting in line for beers uh, let's see, where is this article? Man goes to jail for driving drunk with a bunch of chickens. Yes, bunch of chickens. Ah, uh, let's see here. Um, oh God, there is just, there is some, uh, bad, bad joking in there. Why, why did the chicken cross the road? Because <laughs> some drunk guy crammed it into his SUV with 99 others and said, let's go racing, boys. This is from thenewsreel.com. 
In what is one of the strangest arrest stories we've heard in a long time, uh, a Nebraska man, Luis Motola Palacio, was sentenced to 180 days in the slammer on Tuesday following his January 31st arrest when an officer found him drunk driving with more than 100 chickens. He was officially charged with second offense driving under the influence and cruelty to livestock in addition to his 180-day sentence. Motola Palacio must also pay a $1,000 fine and cannot drive for 15 years. <coughs> Tragically, more than 40 of the chickens had died because there was just no room for them in the 2004 Nissan SUV. According to the report, the surviving chickens had crushed the chickens below them while contained in a makeshift cage. The 58 surviving chickens were sent to the Central Nebraska Humane Society and from there to two separate farms. Many of the surviving chickens went on to show signs of abuse, but that's no surprise, as abuse seems to be a common theme with Motolo Palacio, who was sentenced back in May to three to five years in prison on top of this new sentence for shooting Michel Garcia Rivera in the leg because an argument arose during a hog slaughter in a garage as they tend to do so i think the moral of this story is if you're if you're gonna go drunk driving uh don't do it with the hundred chickens in your car i i, I think that's kind of what we're saying right probably um let's see okay see dennis dennis says ipas are basically carbonated urine and semen with a touch of ginger perhaps see <sighs> I used to hate him. Used to hate him. The, the the guy that was filling my growler at the liquor store said he used to hate him, and he slowly got into him too. Um, let's see. Wow. Okay. Little Matt says it's roughly twenty-two to twenty-five for an Australian craft beer six-pack. Australian mainstream craft beer equivalent of Sam Adams are about um. What's uh. 60? Holy vey. Local craft is between 60 and 80. And if I want to, pay, say, pay for an imported slab of California steam ale, it's over $100 before shipping. Jesus Christ. Now, okay, this uh, weird question. How many bottles in a slab? I mean, I suppose I could Google that. Uh, in a slab. Um... Oh, okay, so that, okay, that is, uh, it's like our, our case, 24 cans. Jesus effing Christ. Oi. Oh. I mean, I, I, I like my beer, but, you know, that comes to, oh, okay, let's say, let, ugh. Okay, let's say the California Steam Ale, if it's over $100 before shipping, I don't know, let, for shits and giggles, let's just say, let's say 125 125 divided by 24 bottles, and that is... Well, that's about that's about bar prices, <laughs> just about right there. That's that's about five twenty one a bottle. Ugh, that that is fucking rough. So I mean, twenty two to twenty five for an Australian craft beer six pack. That seems reasonable at that point. Ah, oh, I don't know. That that fucking sucks. That it, like ah, oh. damn. I. I I, I just can't get my head around that because I mean it, you know we 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 see you know we see the Belgian beers and stuff imported and into stores here. I mean we don't have to special order anything like that. Obviously we're not getting everything, but goddamn oh, I mean oh how how do you survive down there? I mean it's Australia. You, you, I I would think you'd need to drink. Uh, maybe that's why uh, roads are probably pretty good with the taxes on that and everything, right? Um. 
Let's see. What do I have next? Oh, I have I have some more silliness. Um, if you're on the internet, I'm assuming you probably like pictures of cats. And if you don't, you're probably not on Reddit. Um, to be fair, I don't particularly care for cats. I, I think cats are assholes. Uh, I prefer dogs. But if you do like cats, there is a new Twitter account devoted solely to photos of cats with beer. And uh, there actually was, uh, at one point, uh, somebody retweeted into their timeline a uh, from Cute Emergency. It was a uh, puppy trying to be a bottle opener. So I'll post this image in the chat before I get into the other stuff. Um, let's see here. Because then this is just adorable. Oh, okay. But the Twitter account is at cats on tap. And it's not cats drinking the beer, just cats with beer. Cats in in empty uh, twelve pack boxes. Um, let's see. There's there's one. There's a cat sitting next to a uh, can from the beer camp case. Uh, cat actually walking along a bar. Uh, cat in the background. Cat that passed out on top of the beer can. Apparently, cat in a box. It just, I don't know. If if you like cats, um, a lot of good-looking fucking beers here, though, too. God damn. Um, yeah, meh, meh. It, it, it's, it's something. If, if, if you like beer-related Twitter accounts, it's it's one you can add to the roster. It's at Cats on Tap. Um, what do I got next year? Oh, well, okay, this is... Uh, it, it, this is, I, I don't know, as I get older, I think I seem to miss the things that are going viral. Um, maybe I just don't pay attention to them on YouTube. Uh, you know, maybe if, if you know, Tosh.0 wasn't off-season right now, I'd be catching this stuff, you know, months after the fact probably, but a slip-and-slide drinking game has gone viral. Um, oh, and... In terms of Australia, Little Matt says, How do I survive? Live off the $40 shitty beer slab, cask wine, and on the occasion I can pay for the slab of somewhat decent beer. Yeah, I guess you'd have to. You, I think you appreciate it more at that point, sadly. This is Slip and Slide drinking game. Uh, it's a combination of a slip and slide with flip cup at the end of it. There's a video of an epic slip and slide or slip and flip game in Portland that went viral on Facebook. The video currently has over 232,000 shares. Well, you know what? Let's open this up in YouTube. And I don't actually have the audio up, but wait a second. Well, that's weird. Um, they say it has. Okay, that can't be the right one. They, they have one linked on here, but it has like 23,000 views. Maybe there's another one on Facebook that they're talking about that's shitty. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it shares on Facebook, but barely anybody has actually watched it on YouTube, which that's where the money is. And uh, I don't know. This looks kind of... I don't know. This looks kind of fucking stupid. Um... Here, you know what? I'll I'll li I'll link you guys in the chat this video, and you can see for yourself. I I don't know. It, it's sliding down a slip and slide, and then you know drinking the beer and playing flip cup. Um, I don't know. 
I I honestly maybe I'm too old to to get the appeal of this. Um, mind you, I haven't been on a slip and slide in fucking years because I somehow figure out a way to break multiple limbs doing it. Um, but let me let me get into something something more more serious here. Uh, these uh, combined articles from NewSchoolBeer.com and TheDrinksBusiness.com. Two recalls from Ten Barrel Brewing for exploding beer bottles. Yeah. Uh, a U.S. brewery has voluntarily recalled bottles of its Swill beer over concerns that some could explode. Swill, a sour fruit beer, so not for Dennis, brewed by the Ten Barrel Brewing Company in Bend, Oregon, has been pulled from shelves across North America after it was discovered some were experiencing a secondary fermentation in the bottle, causing the bottles to explode. The brewery issued a voluntary recall of the beer yesterday after reports of one glass bottle... And let's see, uh, yesterday would have been July 30th. After reports of one glass bottle breaking and others gushing beer when opened, a note posted on the brewery's Facebook page read, it has come to our attention that some of this product may be experiencing secondary fermentation in the bottle, causing over-carbonation. This consistency issue does not meet 10 Barrel, bur- 10 barrel Brewing's quality standards, and as a precaution, we are removing all inventory of swill from our wholesalers and retail shelves, and we are asking that consumers immediately dispose of any swill already purchased. Um, now, this next quote is uh, important here. Swill is brewed with a completely different process than any, any of our other beers, isolating this issue to only swill. This recall does not affect any of Ten Barrel Brewing's other products. Now, this was on July 31st. Well, let's move on to the article from New School Beer. Ten Barrel Recall Expands to Beer, Number One Cherry Tart. Uh, after announcing a recall of its summer seasonal swill on Wednesday, July 30th, the brewery has expanded the recall to Beer Number One Cherry Tart. The one small tidbit of good news is that the brewery has identified the issue, a little known enzyme used in its sour beers. Credit should be given to Ten Barrel for sparing no expense in the recall of these beers in an accident that could happen to anyone. The brewery could have easily kept this much more low-key. So this is the update from the brewery. Um, let's see. Uh, continuous testing, researching, and investigating by our entire team. We've been able to discover the root cause of the issue. We used a unique and specific enzyme in the brewing process whose purpose is to break down complex starch strains and reinvigorate early fermentation in some of our sour beers. This enzyme failed to properly run its course during fermentation, and a small amount of it made it into the bottles. Those are the ones we're having issues with. With this discovery comes an additional recall notice. This enzyme was also used in the first beer of our number series, a cherry tart named beer number one. Though this beer was brewed and sold a couple months ago, we fear there are still some remaining near beer cellars, refrigerators, or other storage areas. Please, if you still have beer number one, dispose of it in the same method or method that we asked for swill in the below post. And basically, uh, they were asking people to immediately dispose of any 12 and 22-ounce bottles by donning protective gloves and eyewear, placing it in a closed box, and putting it in a secure dumpster or trash container outside. Now, if it was me, I would be donning the protective gloves and eyewear and then opening all the bottles and I don't know, pouring them into a growler so I didn't you know, miss out on all the beer. Because that shit sounds delicious, goddammit. Oh Jesus! <laughs> See that that that's ex- that is exactly how I would injure myself, little Matt. Um, 
Ah, P-Rock in the chat. Oh, rare appearance from uh, from our star from the Red Show on Wednesdays, 9 to 11 here on More Like Radio. Uh, he said he was just at the big liquor store around there and was truly amazed at how buried standard domestics have become in nicer areas. And you know what? That is that is kind of true. I have noticed that in some stores that when you when you first happen upon the beer, usually usually there's a certain path you will take to the beer in a liquor store. And um, I've noticed that that path leads you right into the craft beer, and at the end of it all, usually is all the standard domestics. Um, and well, I don't know. You haven't been here in a few weeks, P Rock. I've, 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 you know, felt kind of left out. I don't know why. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh wait, do I do I actually have that somewhere? Let me see here. Just because I want to be an annoying ass. Ah, uh, because if I have that, I will be so fucking happy. Um, oh, son of a bitch. I actually do have it. And I'm kind of embarrassed that I have this. Um, although, I don't... Oh, here we go. See, I'm, play I'm playing this for P-Rock. But, yeah, it, when, when I go into these stores now, they, they they don't have the the domestics front and center like they used to, so kind of a kind of a nice thing for the craft beers i mean they still have they have still have good good high shelf space at eye level and everything but um wait urinary tract infection wait who's saying urinary tract infection drink some cranberry juice sir um come on everybody sing along no p rock um Oh, I got here. I'll keep this playing in the background while I go on to the next story here. <laughs> Just because it's fun. Um, let's see. Um, this is another one from the drinksbusiness.com. This was a story that I remember reading. It, shit, it might have been... Let's see, do they give a date when this happened? I don't think they do. But I, I think I may have talked about this almost a year ago. Uh, student gets two hundred thousand dollar payout over beer sting. If you were, if you think back, there was a story I uh, talked about where this student. Well, uh, you know, I'll read it from the article because then maybe it'll jog your memory. Elizabeth Daly, twenty-one, launched a forty million dollar lawsuit against the state of Virginia after she was made to spend a night behind bars after its alcohol beverage control agents allegedly jumped on her car, flashed a gun and tried to break her car window in the belief that she had illegally bought beer. The incident, which occurred in Charlottesville earlier this year, resulted in the panicked student pulling away in her car and dialing 911. She later pulled over, only to be charged with eluding police and assaulting a police officer after her SUV grazed two of the agents. Now, why were they going after her thinking that she had bought beer? She had a case of bottled water, and they thought... It was beer and decided to basically attack her in a dark parking lot. So, yeah. Uh, the charges were later dropped. However, the student launched a, for launched a $40 million lawsuit against agents with the state alcoholic beverage control, claiming the agents had not been properly trained. Oh, you think? The lawsuit alleges the officers had acted with 
actual malice out of embarrassment and disgrace for their own intentional and grossly negligent acts and probably very, very small penises and charging daily with three felonies out of anger and personal spite. Today, uh, Virginia's attorney general confirmed that a $212,000 settlement had been reached with the University of Virginia student avoiding the significant cost of a trial. Uh, Michael Kelly, spokesman for Virginia Attorney General Mark Herring, said at the time that the incident was, quote, incredibly unfortunate. Uh, Wait, am I trolling taxi? I don't know. Damn it, I don't get the reference. Now I feel bad. I haven't been able to listen to the red lately, and I I, I, I feel bad. Um, P-Rock, I wouldn't have Amy Winehouse on my computer. Yes, I have the Ting Tings, but I don't have Amy Winehouse, so... Um, I don't know why I have the Ting Tings. Uh, yeah. Oh, P-Rock does... Okay, see? Da, 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 da. See, I don't feel bad now. Oh, Obscure Dark Fox. I, I have no idea what the fuck is going on here. Of course, most days I have no idea what's going on. That's that's the usual. I, I last week I was off from work all week. This week I'm back, and yesterday just made me fucking hate life all over again. Um, not gonna gripe about those details because you guys don't want to hear about my shitty work life. Um, okay, let's quote P Rock here. Amy Winehouse is more excusable than Ting Tings. I don't know about that. Um, I don't know. Maybe we can start a meme that uh, P-Rock is an Amy Winehouse fan. Well, duh, of course he would be. You know, all pills and everything. Shit, why not? Uh, Stone Brewing. As I mentioned, believe, uh, last week, week before, something like that, that they are going to be opening up in addition to their new location in Berlin, Germany. They are looking for an East Coast home for an East Coast location for Stone Brewing. Well, they eliminated South Carolina in their search for an East Coast home. And this was despite South Carolina's passage of the, quote, Stone Bill. It was basically it was basically a bill that was intended to promote craft brewing in the state. But it, um, was it the law, it uh, made it legal for brew pubs to allow for brewery licenses, enabling them to serve food while producing an unlimited amount of beer. Uh, Stone's planned World Bistro and Beer Garden restaurant would have been illegal in South Carolina prior to the signing of the bill, blah, blah, blah. So technically, it, it, they're saying it wasn't just written for Stone, but they were trying to lure them to South Carolina, but that's not going to happen. From what I've read, the two finalists, as of right now, are uh, Vermont... Vermont? No, I'm sorry, not Vermont. Um, I think it was Virgi- Virginia and Ohio. Um I'm trying to remember, what was it Norfolk, Virginia? And I want to say I heard Columbus, Ohio. So uh, those close to the project have remained tight-lipped about how closely the brewery is looking at Virginia, Ohio, or any other states. Um, New Jersey, maybe, please, possibly. Mm-hmm. Might help. Uh, it remains unclear where Stone will land on the East Coast. The elimination of both North Carolina and South Carolina from consideration and some legislative issues in other states east of the Mississippi, including Alabama and Tennessee, that, based on its request for proposals, could potentially prevent the brewery from operating as planned. It would appear that Stone has significantly narrowed its focus, so we're probably still not going to find that out for at least another month or something. Um, <laughs> P. 
Rock admires how Amy Winehouse lived her life. <laughs> uh. <laughs> See, I okay, yeah. Little Matt wants me to say Virginia like uh, Kitty does, but I can't really roll my R's like she does. So, um, you know, speaking speaking of people that you know put put R's in weird places. Drawings. Drawings! Drawings! That clip will forever live on. That clip is never going anywhere. And I don't know if Marianne's listening, but she is. She's probably screaming right now. Um, let's see. I will do one more little little bitty bitty article here before I hit the break. Because I, I don't want to... Um, well, you know what? Fuck it. A couple things here. Yes, little Matt says, rest in peace, divas. Yes, if you did not hear, daytime divas is no more. I'm, 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 I'm personally bummed that I was not listening live that night to uh, to be able to call into the show, and uh, very sad, very very sad. But tis what it is. So, ah, uh, this is from Beer Street Journal. An iOS 8 health app can track your blood alcohol. I'm, I'm wondering how they're doing this. Uh, the article writer from Beer Street Journal, uh, Reed Ramsey. He says, For a few weeks now, I've been beta testing Apple's new iOS 8 slated to launch this fall. One of the new highly touted new features is the health app. The app aims to put all aspects of your health into one spot for easy tracking. We're talking nutrition, weight, sleep cycles, and even more notably, blood alcohol content average. We'll see. Let's see. Uh, nutrition, weight, sleep cycles. Um, Fitbit. Hello? Anybody? Yeah? Uh-huh. Pretty much the same thing. Um, it'll most likely require the use of a breathalyzer peripheral, but hey, it could be useful, right? Not only knowing how drunk you are at all times, but perhaps the commonality of a breathalyzer might prevent DUIs. Just give me a fucking Android app that can do it, and I'll buy the fucking peripheral for a breathalyzer. I think I actually have a breathalyzer on my Amazon wish list still. I have not been able to pull the trigger on it because I can't really justify spending... Let me see. How much was it? Uh, the wish list. I think that's... Yeah, I can't I can't really... Well, price dropped 8%. It was 130 bucks. Now it's 118.99. I can't really justify, uh, justify that. But uh, it has good reviews. They say it's easy to use and very accurate. Uh, I mostly use it for fun when drinking with my friends. First, and probably most important, it seems to give very accurate results. Uh, it's the Backtrack S80 Pro Breathalyzer Portable Breath Alcohol Tester. And uh, if, if, if you're going to go to Amazon and buy that, uh, make sure you click the Amazon link on morelikeradio.com before you do that. Uh, yeah, Chef Sprocket says, most time I don't want to know how drunk I am legally. I would probably be scared to see how drunk I am legally in uh, certain cases. Um, a little mad. 118 for a breathalyzer on two beers. Just on show... It's funny. Show nights used to be the night that I drank the most during the week. Now that's probably uh, Saturday afternoon. You know, uh, if, if, if I start late, maybe by about 1 o'clock. Most days, though, it's probably starting at about 11 Maybe noon if I'm trying to be well behaved. Um, beer aficionado who has a drinking capacity of a 15 year old girl. No, 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 no. 
I just, I, I don't know. I, I've, I've just been slowing down. Just been slowing down. Watching the waistline because I do not want to be a fat fucking bastard. Um, I'm trying to trying to keep the slim, tr- whatever. Yeah, fuck it. Uh. Okay, last one for the break here. Uh, I picked this up from beerploma.com. It was an interesting subject, but they didn't really hit the point that I wanted them to. Um, and God damn it, why do I not have the link? Uh, there we go. I don't know why that wasn't up there. Uh, dealing with beer fatigue. In one form or another, all craft beer drinkers will experience beer fatigue, blah, 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 blah. Basically, goes into their two types. When you're at a tasting event, festival, something like that, and all the beers start to taste the same, and you're not picking up on details of each beer anymore at the session. And to be fair, uh, at the uh, New York City Craft Beer Festival, Dennis and I kind of started to uh, experience that a bit. J- just needing to cleanse our palates from some of the stronger beers that we had because it, you weren't able to distinguish flavors after that. Um, and the second is when you simply can't decide what beer to choose because they, quote, all sound the same. The blog entry, disappointingly, just concentrates on the first type at festivals, which is kind of a bummer because lately I've more been suffering from the second type, but I'll, I'll kind of you know get into that shortly. Um, so they're saying here with the festivals, um, eat something to cleanse the palate. You know, that's, that was one thing that, uh, that Dennis and I tried to do. Uh, in fact, there was the, um, fuck, it was the, the, the fermented tea that really cleansed the palate, um, from some of the stronger stuff and, you know, the ice cream kind of helped pretzels will do it. You know, if you have a pretzel necklace, that'll help cleanse your palate. A, a pretty decent amount there. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, sorry, chef. But but we, we, we love that you're a fat fucking bastard. So, you know, that that that's okay. It's it's kinda like kinda like Hammy. We we love Hammy as a fat bastard. I don't know. It, try try and picture skinny Hammy in your head. Just just try. It it's difficult. I don't know. That's not a knock on Hammy. That's just you know that that's Hammy. That's how we that's how we see him, man. You know? Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Fuck. Uh, number two, drink plenty of water. I can't stress this enough. Water is a universal solvent for a reason. Not only that, but the majority of your body and beer are made of water, blah, blah, blah. Plus that will obviously, you know, kind of stave off the hangover too. Number three, take a break. With Beer Fest, this can be tough. Uh, you want to get to all the tables before those rare one-off casks are gone. But eventually, you need to slow it down. At private tasting events, is a lot easier to do. Make some conversation. It doesn't have to be all about the beer. Um, Let's see. Number four, take small portions. Want to taste more beers before fatigue sets in? Take smaller sips. Uh, This guy says that's why he likes to host beer parties with around six to eight people. You can take one 12-ounce bottle, give everyone a little over an ounce of beer, and your whole table can get through 12, um, 12 bottles easily. Just remember, spitting is for wine drinkers. Suck it up and swallow. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea, except I don't really know six to eight people that would want to drink beer with me. So that is why I drink by myself 
And um, actually, I, th- I, th- I think I've talked about that on the show before, where you all called me an alcoholic, but, you know, I don't have anybody else to drink with, so fuck it. Uh, number five, don't smoke. Um, let's see, who doesn't love a good cigar with their beer? Um, save it for the end of the night. Smoking will ruin your palate. Now, see, I'm curious about that because I still have that Utopia cigar that I need to break out. And I want to have some Utopias with the cigar. Is that going to fuck with it or are they going to pair? So I got to figure that out. Uh, number six, this was another thing that we probably should have done at the beer festival. Drink from light to dark. Uh, the fresh citrusy hops that are more abundant with lighter beers will actually help keep your palate fresh. Meanwhile, the more earthy thick stouts and porters will coat your mouth, masking the flavors of the next beer. That is very true. That will be a problem. Um, um, <laughs> Chef said, I had beer fatigue once, but it was after 32 beers. <laughs> that would definitely cause that. And he volunteered to drink with me. So I, I, I appreciate that. I, I, I need drinking buddies so I don't seem like that much of an alcoholic. And then uh, number seven, it's okay to switch from analyzing to fun. Uh, last bit of advice, something learned while trying to marathon through a bunch of beers for a journal. E- eventually, even drinking one-ounce pours gets to you. Your head starts getting fuzzy, and soon all the pilsners start tasting the same. And Even, even at festivals where it, it's kind of smaller samples, that I, I do get that. Um, it's okay. Uh, it's okay to say, okay, now I'm drinking for fun. At this point, if I'm hosting, I like to have something local on hand, like Grain Belt or uh, Summit EPA. Uh, relatively well liked by most of my circle of beer drinking friends, and less expensive because at this point, you don't want to be drinking that forty dollar bottle of Fulton's War and Peace you've been aging for a year. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it's kind of like my friend Rob um, suggested to me. You know, if you get a six, if you get a six pack of a craft beer, get like a 12-pack of some, you know, shitty beer to keep the buzz going. So, you know, have have one bottle of the higher ABV craft beer and then kind of keep the buzz rolling with the shitty stuff. Makes sense. But um, my fatigue, like I mentioned, you know, not, not broached in this article, and I don't think he's updated the blog since then. Uh, Rattlers and Shandies made with Minnesota craft beers. This might actually be kind of a halfway decent blog for Mitch and Brent to check out, honestly. Um, yeah. It didn't, didn't update it with, with the other fatigue where everything starts to look the same. You know, I'll, I'll go through the shelves and I mean, and I, I can, Pirox says I'd drink with a homeless man. Yeah. Oh wait. Oh, okay. Chef, chef would drink with a homeless man. Okay. I thought you were accusing me of drinking with a homeless man, which I probably would do anyway. You know, he has something good. Why not? Or if I have something good, I can share it with them. Why not? You can't get AIDS from sharing a drink, right? Right? I think. Right? Um, but I'll be going through the shelves, and it's another IPA, another stout. Even the build-a-six-packs get stagnant because the selection doesn't rotate or update, update as much as I'd like it to. Um, I mean, you'll, you'll see the seasonals change. You'll see certain standards change where you know they <laughs> that's that's hurtful Dennis that's hurtful to P-Rock P-Rock is a good buddy of mine I don't mind that he drinks Miller Lite and to be honest I'm proud of him that he drank that Coors summer uh whatever Coors summer beer or whatever the fuck they called it um I wouldn't drink Miller Lite but that's just me but hey 
I'll, I will let Peaches drink what he wants as long as he keeps listening. Um, and if and if he bought a shirt for me, that that would be even better, you know. Just just saying, you know, buy a shirt for him, you know, buy a shirt for the wife, you know, why not? Uh, but the even the build of six packs, those get stagnant because there's there's not as much turnover there. If a new beer comes out, you may find it in there. The seasonals you may find in there, but you're always going to have your standards. Like Dogfish Head Indian Brown Ale, I'm I'm, I'm going to see the 60 and 90 minute IPA in there. I'm going to see um, was it um, the uh, the Victory uh, was it it's an Imperial Stout of theirs I think. You know I'm going to see ah uh, fuck uh, see I'm like blanking on these on the names of the beers I I know I I see like Mother's Milk and stuff like that. Um. But it, it's usually the same ones. Um, sometimes I'll go back to a place that has a build a six pack after not having been there for months, and sadly, still all the same stuff with the exception of seasonals. Um, so it 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 gets rough with that. Um, it's almost to the point where I want to just start grabbing six bottles in a row from the shelf and just start checking them off that way, you know, not even giving a shit what the styles are, whether or not I know I like or hate the styles. And that way I'll know for sure when I've truly fatigued myself by trying every single beer they offer in the build a six pack selection. But I don't know. This seems like there's a lack of enjoyment and fun to that. I, I like that discovering of a new beer and, you know, trying it. Whereas these, you know, if I'm just grabbing six off the shelf, I eh, I don't know if I'm really you know going for something I want. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy the shit I'm getting. But even beers that I may have once been extremely excited about, meaning they, for me, were going to be like buy on-site purchases, I'm a little bit more gun-shy, and I don't even necessarily buy it the first time I see it. One example, and I've, I've seen it probably at least a few times. Haven't seen it build a six-pack selection yet, but I've seen it at least a few times when I've been out is Evil Genius I Love Lamp Pineapple Hefeweizen. Yes, it's called I Love Lamp. Um, and, and, you know, and, and Chef says that that's what I struggle with, Total Wine. There's so much variety, I get lost. That does happen to me. The, the one place I go to, and um, I, don't know if, I don't know if Dennis has been there, but uh, ShopRite Liquors in Byram, it gets overwhelming, um, especially if you're not going in there looking for anything specific. It... Ugh, it gets rough. But, um, yeah, the Evil Genius I Love Lamp Pineapple Hefeweizen, I saw it a couple days ago. I didn't pick it up, even though I'd really like to try it. Um, maybe this weekend I might pick it up if I see it. Uh, if there are no you know, growler fills that interest me. I don't know. It it It's weird like that. And, and then there are other beers that I know... I know that I enjoy, but for some reason or not, I talk myself out of picking them up because, you know, well, why don't you try something new? You know, don't go with the old standards. And then sometimes I end up not getting those old standards for a really fucking long time. You know, Sam Adams, Trey Wait, a beat of Purple Haze, a beat of uh, Turbo Dog, and things like that. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I got to figure out my beer fatigue and figure out a way around that figure out a way to keep enjoying drinking aside from the you know the the buzz that i get but eh, i figure i'll figure out at some point i 
Taco by Volume, Kevin Show. Hey, it's the name of the show. Hey, more like radio, less like crap. Want more alcohol by Volume? Because I'm kind of drunk for this. That shit nuts. Download past episodes at morelikeradio.org. Join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. Like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. And follow along on Twitter at MLR underscore alcohol. I find your drunkenness very unappealing. I am drunk, or I wouldn't be talking to you. Looking to go to the biggest internet radio live event on the Eastern Seaboard? Well, go to the second annual More Like Radio live event, a tribute to Otto Peterson. Saturday, August 9th, from 1 to 4 p.m. at Just Jake's in Montclair. Come see your favorite comedians and possibly Mersh if you could get a ride. $10 suggested donation. All proceeds would go to benefit the Otto Peterson family. August 9th, from 1 to 4 p.m. at Just Jake's in Montclair. Radio Meltdown. I literally think I got an Instagram. I think I posted one, possibly two photos, and I haven't touched the same. Both of beer. No, actually, uh, one of them was of... Uh, His I know balls. My- <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> Talk Radio Meltdown every Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern on morelikeradio.com. Hey, smokers, you stink. I'm not talking about your character. That's a given. I'm talking about your clothes. It's time to kick the butts and move over to something more pleasant. I'm talking about e-cigs from Smokeless Image. They're cheaper than cigarettes, don't smell, and are available in a wide variety of flavors ranging from mints, fruits, desserts, or the traditional tobacco flavors if that's what you want. Simply go to tinyurl.com slash mlrsmoke for all your vaping needs. That's tinyurl.com slash mlrsmoke. The Conti and Kenny Show. Real, real quick, Marianne in the chat room was like, "Do I know you, mud flaps? Never thought I'd ever ask a question like that." <laughs> no, that's me. Well, she must have been standing naked over a mirror on the floor. Let us sing. Let us sing. Do I know you, mud flaps? My gyno does. <laughs> Open up. Here comes the. Here comes the. Uh, the, the, the tongues. Here comes the old vagina salad tongues. <laughs> Come on, I see a crouton in there. <laughs> the Conti and Kenny Show, Monday nights, 7 to 10, on morelikeradio.com. Hey, are you absolute garbage? Let me guess, an alcoholic? A drug addict? When was the last time you were even out of your house? Well, why don't you join us for the Red Show? We're all about personal betterment and self-esteem. I want to do, uh, you know, maybe like uh, City Meets the Swamp, something. Something. I hope it ends up with the fucking city getting eaten by a goddamn alligator. Ambassadors of peace at any income level. That's what we do here. We're all about olive branches. <laughs> no, you're a fucking white trash asshole. You're about olive fucking garden. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> One thing we don't forget is how important our fans are. Is there anything more you want to say about any of these uh, cocksuckers that are listening? No, I don't think so. Okay. And we recognize the struggles and hardships of our friends. We don't give a fuck. I hope you <laughs> relapsed. Burn in hell, bull. Oh my god. God, what are you I meant I love you, bro. Get better. So come join us live Wednesday nights and experience functional substance abuse on The Red Show. Only on More Like Radio. You're doing some things with Enya, correct? 
I, I hope you end your life. Now, <laughs> get <off the> mic- <laughs> now get off the microphone while I talk to my pal. Mr. Turtle, how many hosts does it take to make a podcast as good as the Shy Kids podcast? I ain't never made it through a whole episode. Ask Mr. Owl. Mr. Owl, how many hosts does it take to make a podcast as good as the Shy Kids podcast? Let's find out. A one, a two, a three, three. How many hosts does it take to make a podcast as good as the Shy Kids podcast? The world may never know. I said three, motherfucker. The Shy Kids podcast. Saturdays, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific at morelikeradio.com. We are the Shy Kids. See right there. It's done. You know the way to start of the last episode? We went through uh, different nationalities, you know. And now people know that we're Irish. <laughs> and now people know that we're all shite at accents as well. <laughs> but I was wondering, is it prejudice to not make fun of, like, all of the countries? Where are you going for here? We'll name check every country on the show. That way no one can be mad. How about that? I could do Swedish. Oh, yeah. Well. Birdie, birdie. <laughs> <laughs> and to the Italians. Papa da poopy. Papa da poopy. <laughs> okay. To the Mexicans? The A-Man. <laughs> uh, Spain? <laughs> uh, Singapore? Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Australians? Crocodile Doom Dark. No. A big loop, are you? <laughs> no, that sounds That's like terrible. Limerick or something. <laughs> That's right, we never slide off the Irish, do we? Someone put a bomb in me potato. <laughs> there you go. OSW Review. All Irish, all racist. <laughs> Saturday's noon east. Join Halls and Rorschach as they bring you the news you need to get you through your weekend. Ali, Ali can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> okay, Ali, I'm outside right now. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's really boring hard out here. Uh, Sounds like it. Where are you at? Are you in Antarctica? <laughs> Wait a minute, Holly. I see somebody coming toward me. There's a, there's a man coming toward me. Hold on a second. What, you, uh, what are you doing in my yard? I'm getting too old for this shit. guys, it's Halls from It's All About Me. Join Rorschach and myself every Saturday from noon to 2 Eastern Time right here on More Like Radio. Do you like video games? Are you a little antisocial? Well, listen to Antisocial Gamer Radio Tuesdays from 3 to 5 on morelikeradio.com. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types. 
who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DEAL48 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DEAL48. That's D-E-A-L-48 at adamandeve.com. Talk Radio Meltdown presents Chatty Wampus, a side project of Talk Radio Meltdown featuring me, Jack Gill, and Nicole Mossy. <laughs> It's an hour of covering topics that we didn't get to during the most recent episode of Talk Radio Meltdown, but with a more focused approach, or at least that's what we're trying to do. You can hear Chatty Wumpus live on morelikeradio.com every Saturday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Podcasts of the show will be available at talkradiomeltdown.com. If you've already subscribed to Talk Radio Meltdown on iTunes, the new episodes of Chatty Wumpus will be posted right there so you won't need to subscribe to a new feed. Talk Radio Meltdown presents Chatty Wumpus every Saturday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern on morelikeradio.com. A tub of lineup stronger than Owen Hart's safety harness. Morelikeradio.com. Other internet radio stations are gay. I used to drink a lot, too. And uh, I learned a lot from drinking, though. You learned lessons from drinking, things you never forget. One thing I learned from drinking is that if you ever go Christmas caroling, you should go with a group of people, you know? And also go, like, around December. That's the best time of year. Just... When you're out there in mid-July and you're naked with a bottle of Jack Daniels outside your ex-girlfriend's house going, Jingle bells! A lot of people don't consider that caroling or something like that. Welcome back. Hour number two of Alcohol by Volume here on More Like Radio. If you are listening live, come join us in the chat. MoreLikeRadio.com slash live. And if you're listening on podcasts, you can always listen live every Tuesday night. Live from 6 to 8 p.m. Thereabouts, Eastern Time. Um, And if you want to call in, 862-345-7125. 862-345-7125. That's 862-ALCOHOL. Should be pretty easy to remember even if you're a blubbering drunk. And Skype is alcohol by volume. And I think I figured out the uh, issue I had last week when I had uh, Brent and uh, Mitch calling in. Um, I don't know. I, I think I actually had my ringer on Skype set to the wrong audio device. So that, that may have been it. I'm not 100% certain. I'll probably never find out. Um, so, this was uh, an article, sort of, that I had last week but did not get to. And it was a pretty long one. And I thought it was interesting because it is talking about a style that almost completely died out. And I know we, we've um, we've talked about styles like that on the show before where they almost got lost to the ages and somebody revitalized it and, you know, pretty much brought it back from the near dead. This one, uh, I got it from tablematters.com, and the style is Gosa. Uh, it's a style you don't see much of these days, but given the latest trends of salty and sweet, it, like salted caramel in particular, this style might be coming back up big. Um, 
If you look now, for instance, I mean, IPAs as a style are still pretty big, but sours have really been gaining more of a foothold lately. If Ghost can pick up a decent foothold, you might you might see it gaining more popularity. Maybe you know within the next couple years, I'd say, because obviously you know you got to take the time to brew it. It was mentioned in the history books over a millennia ago. So it's an old style. Brewed with wheat and spiced with coriander and salt. Uh, Variations on the style are currently popping up on brew tab lists across America. It's tart, it's low in alcohol, and it's salty enough to kind of keep you drinking more. The salt, depending on the brew, it's maybe a little bit more in your face. Some of them are a little bit more understated. But it's become a go-to summer style for the craft beer drinkers that can find it. So the history of it, so is another crutch for me. I'm catching that as well. Um, God damn it, why is my phone buzzing? Oh, it's WhatsApp. Okay. Um, The history of it is, like many styles that are out there, debated. The name is thought to be derived from Gossler, the lower Saxon town where the style originated. The reason for the addition of salt isn't really clear to scholars, beer scholars as they are. Some argue the brewing water was naturally salty due to mineral deposits in the area. Others claim it was added later in the brewing process as a flavoring. I mean, it, for all we know, it could have been thrown in there almost as a you know kind of preservative in a way. Um, uh, um, it didn't reach its peak of popularity until the brewers of Gosler began exporting to the major hub city of Leipzig in the 18th and 19th century. Uh, Leipziger Goss obtained its tartness from a precise addition of lactobacillus, the same type of bacteria that gives yogurt and sauerkraut its acidic bite. So if you like, if you like yogurt, if you like sauerkraut, you get that kind of, you know, that tart bite to it. You get that, that idea there. Uh, the earlier iterations were most likely spontaneously fermented with wild yeast and bacteria living in the air, the brewery, the brewing vessels. So not 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 unlike Belgian lambics. Uh, sorry, my mouth has been fucking dry today. Um, it's led to theoretical connections between Gos and the lambic substyle of um, what was it Gers, but. Most beer historians think it's mere coincidence. The world may never know. Just like a fucking Tootsie Pop. Haha. Um, the rise of the pale lager in the late 1800s and Germany's adaptation of the Bavarian Rhein Heizgebot led to the decline of the Goss style. Uh, Goss breweries steadily declined until 1945 when World War II forced the last remaining major producer. And Roy Black on Crack is going to fucking brutalize me for this pronunciation, but I am going to try it anyway. Uh, Ritter's Guts Brewery Donitz, maybe, to close its doors. Uh, former employee of the brewery, Frederick Wurzler, he opened his own operation after the war, brewing the Guss for the few pubs that would still accept it from the secret recipes he had written in his notebook. So this guy, Wurzler, uh, he... He preserved the recipe. He's really the one that can be credited with keeping it alive. 
Um, his stepson kind of carried on after him and kept it alive, kept the brewery running until his own sudden death in 1966. Wurzler's brewing notebook, which contained the only known recorded recipe for ghosts, was lost somewhere along the way. And hey, Roy Black on Crack is giving me credit. He said it sounded pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to get better. Trying to get better at my pronunciations. So we flash forward to a man named Lothar Goldhahn. He wanted to resurrect one of Leipzig's old beer cafes to its pre-war condition, complete with Gosse. Uh, he researched through people who may have worked at those breweries in the past, interviewed people who remembered the taste, and he was finally able to put together a recipe that the old-time drinkers of Leipzig found to be authentic, at least in their taste, and ultimately had it contract brewed for his pub. This was in the mid-80s, 20 years after Wurzler's death, and about 40 years removed from the last major brewery producer of Gose. Uh, Goldhahn fought to keep it alive in his pub, jumping from contract brewer to contract brewer, even purchased a brewery of his own. His hard work eventually paid off in 1999. So he, he, was, he was on this for, you know, let's see, uh, mid-80s. I mean, he, he was on this for, you know, you could probably say about 15 years. Uh, when his current contract brewer opened up the Gasthaus and Ghost Brewery, okay, here we go, uh, Bayerischer Bahnhof in Leipzig, a uh, brew pub focused on bringing Ghost back to glory. So now craft brewers are trying their hands at this back from the dead style. Uh, Stillwater has a hopped up Brettanomyces fermented Ghost Gone Wild. Uh, tired Hands has and this. I would love to try this, but I don't. I don't get tired hands out here. Uh, basil and smoked salt pizza inspired brain hands. Um, and before you say oh, fuck pizza and beer, okay, pizza inspired beer. There's. I still say that Mamma Mia pizza beer. I gotta make sure next time I have pizza, I have a bottle of it on hand because I don't know the the flavor of it just you know flavor of it works i don't know why um but um i don't know i i'm i'm adventurous that's why i'm drinking ipas now um let's see uh they get some recommendations in the article uh, the two german standards that they suggested now obviously we're not going to find them in the u.s but if you're over in europe Chances are you may be able to locate these. Uh, Leipziger Goss, uh, Gasthaus and Goss Brewery, Bayerischer Bonhof from Leipzig, uh, what I mentioned before, is in Germany. 4.5% ABV, $5 for a 12-ounce bottle. This one is the result of Goldhahn's efforts to resurrect Goss. It's a reverse-engineered classic, refreshing, delicately tart beer with a hazy golden body. Funky floral and saline nose leads to a flavor profile that's layered with sweet wheat, tart lemon zest, and topped with salt. Sounds fucking delicious. This next one is uh, out of uh, Hartmannsdorf, Germany. Uh, it's Dolnitzer Rittergut's Goss. Damn it. Okay, Roy Black on Cracks correcting me. Leipzig. I was saying Leipzig. It's Leipzig. Thank you, sir. <laughs> ah, see, that's, that's the only way I'm going to learn. Only way I'm going to learn. I'm going to remember that from now on. 
Um, so Dolnitsa Rittergut Gosa from Brauhaus Hammensdorf. Uh, 4.2% ABV. Yeah, I probably butchered that one too. Uh, $7 for a 500 milliliter bottle. A slightly more aggressive take on the style that's most likely more representative of the original beers of Gossler. The tartness is turned way up and evident in a heaping helping of lemon and green apple. Sounds good. But the sour notes are kept in check by sweet stone fruit and the slightest hint of salinity. So like I said, it, with, with this style... You can really pour it on with the salt, or you can just keep it at a hint. So it depends on depends on how you want to do it. Uh, and then there are three craft offerings that they had in their article here. One just uh, simply titled Ghost uh, from Westbrook Brewing Company out of Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. 4% ABV. Uh, <laughs> see, Chef says, most hosts on MLR don't like being wrong, let alone corrected. Well, I'm not most hosts on MLR. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I like being educated. I, I, I find it's beneficial. Helps program. You know? Uh, so, um, let's see. Uh, 4% ABV. $10 for a six-pack. Not bad. Uh, it's the most prominent craft ghost, which, of course, you know, I don't get it here. Uh, it's canned. It's got tons of tart sour cherry and lemon balanced out by bready wheat notes, all accentuated by a healthy dose of salt. So, this one, a lot of salt in this one. God damn it, I wish I got Westbrook out here because I'd love to try that. Um, the Kimmy, the Yink, and the Holy Ghost from Anderson Valley Brewing Company from Boonville, California. 4.2% ABV, $12 for a six-pack. It's actually new for summer 2014, also in cans like Westbrook's. has the typical lemon and wheat bread notes of a quintessential ghost, as well as a peppery kick and plenty of salt on the finish. Now, Anderson Valley, I get that out here. So... Now that I know specifically what to look for and keep my eyes peeled, you know, kind of, kind of get a little bit of that fatigue off. Uh, maybe see this weekend if I can find it. And then uh, last one here, it's troublesome from Off Color Brewing in Chicago, Illinois. So Scrams may want to give this one a go. Four point five percent ABV, ten dollars for a six pack. It's made by blending a plain old wheat beer with a completely lactobacillus fermented beer. Floral coriander and tart citrus are balanced out by lightly toasted wheat bread in the flavor profile with minimal salt, just enough to get a hint of it. So there you go. There's one with the minimal salt. Um, if there are any other um, ghost uh, craft offerings that you find out there, let me know on the Facebook page, facebook.com. Let's see. What the fuck is... You'd think after all this time I'd know. Um, facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. And uh, let me know on there, especially if it's something that's a little bit more nationally distributed, uh, particularly something I can find in New Jersey because I'd really like to try. It, it, it's a style that I, I don't know, I, I, I may have seen it before, but I never got it because it never really dawned on me what it was. And I, I think that's kind of part of the beer fatigue too, where you see your IPAs, you see your stouts, and when you see other you know, hybrid styles and you see styles that are just completely foreign to you or sometimes bottles that are very cryptic with the style. It, it just, it adds to that fatigue because if I see a bottle that like, okay, you know, you know, this is called this, but it doesn't say what it is. All you give me is a name. You don't give me a style. 
I'm curious, but not curious enough to, you know, fork out the money to buy it unless I can find, you know, build a six pack. But usually that kind of shit, I'm finding it in 22 ounce bottles and I'm not going to spend, you know, eight, nine, 10, 12 dollars on something that I have no idea about. And unfortunately, half the time, my fucking 3G doesn't work in the liquor store, so can't even look it up. And sometimes, in rare cases, I find these beers and I can't even find them, you know, on Rate Beer or Beer Advocate for some reason or another, and I have no idea why. But I don't know if if you see if you see a ghost in your beer that's G O S E, let me know in the Facebook group. And uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe maybe you can send one of the Westbrook ones out to me. I would really appreciate that. Cans cans are easy to send. Cans are simple compared to bottles. Um, I'll, I'll I'll fucking pay you for a six pack of that. Um. Okay, uh, this article is from a, a a newer, I don't know if it's a newer site, but it's one that's new to me. Uh, boozy.com. This was a good article. Six shots to stay the hell away from. And this this, this is, um, I was surprised that I actually wasn't familiar with any of these. I mean, we've pretty much come a long way since the uh, cement mixer, which I used to enjoy when going to Windsor. Uh, that one's, I believe, Bailey's and lime juice. You're supposed to down it before the Bailey starts to curdle in your mouth. But it's actually pretty tasty with the combination there. But there, there are there are drinks here that uh, seem to have the same kind of vibe to them. Um, but I, I back back when I back when I'd go to Windsor, I mean, shots were my shots were my thing. And God damn it, see now 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 if I had, if I had planned ahead, uh. Of course, I could always, I could always just rely on YouTube because YouTube's good for that. Um, this will, this will probably annoy Dennis. So, it's all the more reason to do it. There we go. Well, actually, wait a second. Do I have that? I actually want to see if I have that in my MP3s now because I know I have. Uh, strangely enough, I have a couple of these albums. But didn't pay for them. I'm not gonna admit that. Jesus. Um, well, son of a bitch, I do. So I don't even have to rely on YouTube. Fuck that noise. Okay. Uh, okay. So the first shot here. See, this song makes sense. Um, it's relevant. The first one is called Smoker's Cough. I don't understand... The, I, I, I don't understand the, the flavor purpose behind this other than to just gross someone out. I mean... I, I, I would say... Make a note of all these because these are shots you definitely don't want to order for your good friends you know especially if they don't see what goes into them okay so this first one's called smoker's cough it's got jägermeister which i love jägermeister i don't know what the problem people have with it is but um it's jägermeister and mayonnaise i i don't understand the combination of this but i'll uh, post a picture of it in the chat here so you can kind of see what it looks like that is a smoker's cough right there I mean, the mayonnaise isn't even going to dissolve. It's just going to stay this big congealed mass. Um, th th this is another one that... I, I like to experiment for the show, but I am not going to experiment with this one, especially because of the name. Number two on this list is called Horse Jizz. It's 50% beer, 50% milk. Why? I mean, I love a good milk stout, but that's not really milk and beer. So, here's a picture of horse jizz. 
728. Uh, I don't know why someone would do that. I mean, you better do it to a cheap beer. Um, I, I, I just, I, ugh, I don't understand some of the logic behind these, but apparently they're out there. <sighs> this next one is Prairie Chicken. It's gin, raw egg, salt, and pepper. Uh, I post this image in the chat here. This one I could kind of, I don't know. I could see maybe some weird protein rationale behind it. Um, ooh. Oh, awesome. Okay. Sweet. Roy Black on Crack just posted some other ones too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Again, horse jizz and smoker's cough are on there. God damn, dude. Okay. You know what? Um, the ones that aren't on this list, I'll, uh, I'll hit up on that other list. Um, let's see. Number four, we got infected whitehead, which really does look like an infected whitehead, which is wonderfully appetizing if you're going to drink something, right? Uh, this is Bloody Mary mix, vodka, and a spoonful of cottage cheese. Okay, again, what is with the stuff that's just going to clump in the shot? I don't understand that. The mayo, the cottage cheese, makes no sense. Um, this next one is a Mexican hooker. Tequila. Okay. Tabasco sauce. Okay. Tuna fish juice. That I don't understand. Maybe if the tuna fish juice was intended to be a chaser, kind of like how you have a shot of whiskey and then you have a pickle juice chaser. Maybe it was originally intended to be like that, but... Altogether, I, I can't see that working like that. I mean, that's just fucking nasty. <laughs> um, this one, they said for this, at first glance, they were thinking not so bad, but I really gave this variety of flavors a moment of careful consideration. My conclusion, no, just no. It's called motor oil. And this is what it looks like. Uh... And White Black on Crack says, Horse jizz is just bilk homemade. Oh, yeah, shit. I don't think I remember. Um, wait, is it? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here we go. Yeah, I got, got the image right here. I remember that. Uh, post this image. I, I, think, I think I talked about that one. But it, I think it was during one of the many, like, weird beer article things. Always been curious about that, though. But obviously, I don't see it out here. But, um... Let's see, last one. Uh, motor oil. It's got Jägermeister, peppermint schnapps, cinnamon schnapps, and coconut rum. I'm trying to wrap my head around those because the peppermint and the cinnamon, you can see that going together. Um, maybe even the coconut, eh, coconut and peppermint don't really go together. The Jägermeister, I could see that going with the coconut rum, but you mix all four of those. I, eh, that seems like disaster right there. So let's, uh, let's jump to this other one here. This, uh, Roy Black on Crack sent me this. This is the 10 nastiest cocktails in human history. So I'll, I'll read over the ones that weren't in that, uh, in that other article. A bloody tampon. <sighs> 
Mixed together whiskey, tequila, vodka, V8, lemon juice, and Bailey's for the chance to taste a chunky blood red cup of grossness. Ah, Bailey's and lemon juice. Let it congeal. Number two on this one is horses. Number three is smoker's cough. Um, Number four has prairie chicken, but it also has prairie oyster. Prairie oyster is bourbon Tabasco and a raw egg. Okay, whereas the prairie chicken is gin, um, raw egg, and salt and pepper. Uh, Let's see. Okay, uh, number five, hot Mexican hooker. Uh, Number six, ah, my favorite cement mixer. It says this one is not so much about the flavor as the texture, but the flavor is actually pretty good. Uh, by swirling lime juice in your mouth before shooting some Baileys, you're sure to get some chunky curdling going on before you swallow. When things start to stick to your molars and tonsils, you'll soon realize why they call it a cement mixer. And God damn it, I still say it's delicious. I'm trying to remember when I got that, if it was in two shot glasses or if they tried to combine it in one, it was like, hurry, shoot it. Uh, I honestly, yeah, now that I think about it, I think it was in two different shot glasses. Uh, they got motor oil on here. Bourbon treat. Oh, God. This sounds similar to that other one. Uh, this sounds similar to the motor oil. Equal parts bourbon, peppermint schnapps, ouzo, Jägermeister, Goldschlager, and blue uh, Cur- Curacao. I always pronounce that wrong. Uh, I can't do Goldschlager anymore. Oof. Yeah, so whiskey, peppermint, black licorice, uh, cinnamon, and orange. God. Ugh. Ugh. Um. <coughs> NyQuil? What? Well, I guess NyQuil is kind of a cocktail in a weird way. Um, oh, okay, here we go. The best thing on NyQuil is it puts you to sleep so fast, you don't have time to retch from the terrible herbal flavor, but this cocktail isn't strong enough to knock you out, so you're stuck savoring the herbal berry citrus flavor that occurs when you combine triple sec, grenadine, and sambuca together. Why, why, why? Oh, 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 God! Oh, okay, this last one is... This last one... This last one is just is too much even for me. <laughs> Roy Black on crack says, finally we hear about the cocktails I have ingredients for. See, that's the, pro- that's the problem with those, you know, build a cocktail sites. It's like, okay, I got this, this, this. Well, here you can make something really disgusting. Um, uh, this last one on the list, good God. Macaroni and cheese jello shot. <sighs> As it describes, ordinarily jello shots are a great way to drink without having to taste the booze. But anything that lists cheese rum as one of the ingredients is certainly not something you want to ingest. They do look cool and make great conversation starters, though. Uh, Let's see the source of this. Uh, Cheese rum? Oh, okay. They explained the, uh, the, the cheese rum on here. Apparently, they took powdered cheese from a cheap mac and cheese mix and mixed it into the rum. I never would have thought about doing that. And I never will think about doing that again because that's fucking disgusting. Um, so yeah, there are some, there are some nasty, nasty, nasty fucking ass. <laughs> Hello D, welcome to the chat. See, I was, I was worried that cheese rum genuinely existed, but thankfully it's just a concoction of their own but it's still still disturbing <laughs> oh. well, I opened my second beer here 
and is surly overrated west coast ipa and it's actually really really quite good not as hoppy as uh, furious but very very effervescent very tasty so i like this one um another one from boozy.com because i like lists because they make the time go by and they're sometimes entertaining and they may like pull me into to random rants about stuff uh six situations that are better when drunk i mean honestly i think every situation is better when drunk except for driving perhaps but you know just me Family gatherings, something can be more frustrating or dull than being trapped in a place with only family family members for hours on end, whether you have all gathered for a birthday party, Christmas, or because someone got their diploma for something, you're guaranteed to need a little booze to make it out alive. There are only so many questions regarding a non-existent boyfriend a girl can take. Um, And most family gatherings that I go to these days occur at the in-laws' house, and usually either I bring beer or my father-in-law already has some beer, I usually bring beer because he still has a tendency to have Bud Light in the fridge. Although, I mean, you know, he does get Sam Adams Winter Lager. He's been drinking black IPAs lately. But I usually hedge my bets and bring a sixer of something. Usually something that he might enjoy, too. I think last time I brought some um, the Goose Island 312 uh, Urban Wheat. Um, I don't know if he was... I can't remember if he was that impressed with it or not. But uh, I usually don't need beer at family gatherings but if it's like if a bunch of kids are around then i definitely definitely need the booze at the family gathering um i mean shit my wedding reception and my wedding reception this was before i really drank beer a lot i was fucking toasted mind you i weighed about 250 pounds too and didn't give a fuck but but now like family gatherings that are out um Usually the beer that's stocked at them is Bud Light, maybe like a Rolling Rock or something like that. So if I haven't brought my own beer, I'm kind of fucked and just kind of sit there waiting for it all to end. Not not life, just the, the gathering. Um, yeah, see? Uh, <laughs> God, most things in life should be cheese-flavored, or at least can be. That was from Dennis. Um, oh, White Ass Brent in the chat? Welcome aboard, sir. Uh, I like the overrated better than Furious. I don't know if I'm wrong in thinking that, but um, the 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 effervescence of the overrated put it over the top for me. Um, that that's not saying that I did not like the Furious. I thought the Furious was fucking awesome, but I liked the overrated just a shade more. Um, and uh, Western Echo also says. Kids around equals need the booze. Yes, yes, yes. Um, if there is some kind of family gathering where my three nephews are around, I definitely need it. Um, I'm trying to think. What they're like six, four, and well, six, five, and four, or six, four, and three, or I don't know. They're 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 somewhere around those ages. Yeah, I'm I'm a good uncle, right? Um, this actually makes me think there was there was um one occasion that we went over to my in-laws house for dinner and i had i think i had brought a six pack with me i don't think i had eaten much that day either and i i i, I drank a bit much thankfully i didn't drive there and i was sitting on the couch 
TV was on. I don't, I don't know what the fuck I was watching. But I did not remember most of this until the next day. Apparently, the middle nephew, I was his fucking best friend that night. He was, like, sitting on my lap on the couch and everything. And apparently, I'm a fucking great uncle when I'm drunk. But I'm a miserable bastard when I'm sober. You know, I, I'm 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 different as a parent. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a good parent sober. I'm also a good parent when I'm drunk. But ugh, that it was it was not blackout drunk, but it was a couple levels just above. So, like to the point where, like, wait, did that actually happen last night? Oh shit! I remember like having conversations with him. Apparently, I mean, what do you talk about with a toddler? Eh. I don't know. I guess you, I, I don't know. Dinosaurs, trucks, you know, something like that. I I don't know. Um, um, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Western Echo. I'm a great uncle when I'm drunk. So says every uncle referred to years later by his family as that creepy uncle. Hey, now I'm no Uncle Paul. Die of AIDS. Lol. Um. And Brent says, good job liking the overrated. The West Coast IPAs are the best, in my opinion. That just means you can throw the IBU index out the window and enjoy bitter beer, my friend. Let's see. Um, what was the IBUs on these two? Let me look at the cans here. Ah. Uh, okay. Uh, Furious was 99. And overrated. Does it not have it on the fucking can? God damn it. Well, they don't make it easy on me, but yeah, F uh, Furious is 99. Um, so, yeah, it, I, I, when I was first really getting into the IPAs, I was being very careful looking at the IBUs, not going for something high, uh, or not too high, but now, pff, I, I, th I throw it out the window. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, like I had, um, I, I actually had it this weekend, uh, Founders uh, Devil Dancer. I, I sent a bottle of it to Brent. It's a triple IPA. Uh, I think it's like 12% ABV. I think they listed it, at, I want to say something like 112 IBUs or something like that. But it, it didn't feel it. It didn't feel it. Um, even even Marianne had, oh no, Mitch is in the chat. He's going he's gonna to hate me for talking about IPAs now. Uh, but even Marianne said that triple IPAs she can drink, not regular IPAs, but triple. And it's weird; it, it has something to do with the 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 malt hop balance in those. I don't know what it is. Um, but like I, I I you know stuff like I I I've been good with double IPAs, imperial IPAs, uh, triple IPAs. The few that I've had, very good. Oh God damn it! <laughs> Mitch did not like the Uncle Paul reference. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> well ladies and gentlemen thanks for ruining or uh, ru ruining into the last episode of alcohol by volume Ugh. i think that is very literally the first uh of the well do we say opium jim opium I, I think that's the very first reference of that show i've ever ever had on my show i have not listened to them in what two years now so sorry mitch oh well i'm fucked <laughs> god damn it um where was i going with this <laughs> shit 
Uh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. It was the the six situations that are better when drunk. Got to tear through these because I got the new reveals and releases for the week. Uh, brunch. Uh, I don't really do brunch, so uh, and I don't like uh, Bloody Marys. So I've had a mimosa before. Yeah, they're tasty, but I'm not gonna make a habit of drinking them. Dating. Let's see. I don't have to do that anymore. Um, and when I was dating, I well. For the most part, when I was dating, I was not old enough to drink. And then when I met my wife, I was not the drunkard that I am now. So, uh, oh, I was uninvited to MLR Live too? Darn. Uh, Dennis, I guess you're shooting video all by yourself. <laughs> uh, uh, Whitest Brent, future show topic on rate beer. Top 10 IBUs. It's a bullshit index because they have beers up to 2,500 IBUs on there. Um, oof. And technically, I mean, technically that scale is not supposed to go above 100. That's why I've always been curious about that. Uh, damn it. Dennis is, uh, let's see, mimosas and fruit flavored beer. Kevin, you're a 17-year-old girl, aren't you? Um, oh, yeah. you were talking about wine and cheese and grapes up in the chat there. You can't shit on me with mimosas. I think the last time I had a mimosa was, uh, when it was, uh, fuck six seven years ago at some sort of festivity on campus oh yeah see mitch says sherry is a videographer okay uh dennis i guess you're shooting with uh with a girl so and she's probably better than you so you better uh buckle up for that uh let's see number four concerts uh when you attend a concert completely sober it's hard to enjoy yourself Ugh. Most of the time at concerts, I'm completely sober because it's too fucking expensive to get drunk there. Number five, work events. Okay, back when we had, like, holiday parties at my job. Oh, yes. Open bar, spiked eggnog at the ho at the Christmas party and everything. Yes. Uh, okay, that that was fucking phenomenal. Uh, me and my coworker that I actually uh, got along with back then, uh, shout out to Mike there because Mike is fucking awesome and I wish he was still working in my office. Um, yeah, we'd, we'd get fucking hammered at that party and then just go back to the office and sit around for a while and sober up and get paid for it, basically. Number six, staying in. Well, yeah, obviously, you know, I just I get drunk for no reason other than to drink. Um... Um, wait, what? No, I'm not. No, I was questioning Dennis's sexuality. I, I, I like, I like wine. I like, well, one cheese. God damn it. Ugh, I'm not making friends this episode, I swear. Oof. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't go to Just Jake's on Saturday. Uh, 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 maybe I'm just gonna bail out uh, a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Uh, no, maybe I, I, I gotta shoot a video with Dennis. I'm gonna do that. Uh, and besides, I think if, if Scrams is going, he's got beer for me. And I, I hope, hopefully Mitch and Sherry, if they don't still hate me, have beer for me. Okay. See, D says, D says she's still my friend. So at least I'll have one friend there. It'll be something. <sighs> okay. I only got a few minutes left. Uh, so let me get into the new beer releases and reveals. Speaking of Surly, we have the first look at Surly Darkness 2014. It is their barrel-aged Russian Imperial Stout. I posted the image in the chat there. 
Uh, the artwork this year was created by artist Erica Williams. It will be released in 22-ounce bombers at a brewery event on October 25th. It's 9.8% ABV. Uh, let's see. Ew. Right Black on Crack says, I like how Bar None drinks had a tag called More Mayonnaise Drinks. I'm amazed there's one mayonnaise drink, much less more mayonnaise drinks. Ugh. The, the logic that goes into that, I don't, I don't understand it. Um, oh, Mitch says he has a barrel-aged silhouette he wants to share with me. Oh, okay, I'm I'm fine with that. I have no problems with that. I mean, shit, I'm, I'm, I don't believe I'm driving to this event because uh, I think my wife is driving. <laughs> and um, if, if I still remember correctly, Mitch, they do have Guinness on tap at this place. At least they did the last time I was there. So if all else fails with the other beers they have, there's at least Guinness there, so that's a good sign. Whereas, uh, whereas at Dragonfly, fuck, what were we drinking at Dragonfly, Dennis? Um, well, I, I think I had a, I think I had a Budweiser at one point. <laughs> uh, I think I had a Heineken, uh, and then it was shots, shots, shots. Um, oh, now Sherry's in the chat by er, by herself. Thank you, Sherry. Well, Mitch is a Bud Light guy. I never would have known. Ugh. Right Black on Crack is a greasy Mexican tequila with mayonnaise. God damn it. Oof. I mean, it makes sense, name-wise, but it almost feels like you're just creating a disgusting drink for the sake of a good name. Um. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dennis is right. Warm Heineken. They had n- fucking nothing on tap. Um. I'm trying to remember what... The, what I don't remember. Me, Marianne... And Rob each did a shot. Uh, what was it? I think it was like Jameson or something like that. But ugh, I don't know that 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 place had problems. Uh, and Sherry says she can't wait to sue my wife. I can go to hell though, and yeah, well, she tells me that on some days too. So I totally understand. I totally understand the sentiment there. Uh, next one I got up. From Southern Tier, it is Brit Hop, an Imperial British style IPA. So, for those of you that hate IPAs, well, go fuck yourself, I guess. Um, it's part of their Brewer's Star series dedicated to the age old talisman representing the six points of purity in brewing water, hops, malt, grain, yeast, and the brewer. Uh, four varieties of hops and one malt. It's going to be a 22 ounce bombers and on draft. Arrival is still to be determined. And it's 8.5% ABV. I like how, if you see the uh, the label art in the chat, it doesn't even go by IBUs. It just says bitterness high. That's that's. I think that's a fair because on on Southern Tier they have you know color copper bitterness high, aroma floral spicy pine flavor lightly sweet malty caramel. I love fucking beers that do this they even show the type of glass you should drink it in the temperature temperature you should drink it at but having the flavor and aroma on the bottle i love shit like that because then then i can really you know equate okay i am smelling floral i am smelling spicy i am smelling pine love that shit uh next one this is from anchor brewing this is part of their i don't know if i'm pronouncing it right uh zymaster series z master series uh it is 
Number seven in that series, uh, Potrero Hill Sour Mash IPA. It's actually brewed a bit like a Berliner Weiss, uh, like the Hot and Roth I mentioned at the top of the show, where the mash naturally sours in the ton. It's going to be available in 22-ounce bottles and on draft, arrival to be determined. 7% ABV. Um, ooh, uh, White S. Brent just posted Just Jake's beer list. Let's see here. Uh, okay, domestic draft. Uh, Miller, Bud Light, or Miller Light, Bud Light, Coors Light, domestic bottles, Budweiser, Bud Light, Bud Light Lime, Coors Light, Miller Light, Rolling Rock, Michelob Ultra, O'Doul's. So if P Rock was going, he'd be good. Uh, Colette is going to be fine. Well, they don't have platinum. He'll probably be fine with like Bud Light Lime or something. Um, premium draft beer. We got Harp, Liff, uh, Stella. That's fine. Long Trail Ale. Fine. Yingling. Uh, Dennis will hate that. Brooklyn Lager. Good. Oh, fuck. Anchor Steam. Hell fucking yeah. Newcastle. Uh, Smithwick's. Guinness. Boddington's. Wow. Boddington's. Boddington's is good. I like Boddington's. Hogarden, Blue Moon, Victory Hop uh, Devil, or Victory Hop Devil, Dosaki's Amber, Sam Adams Seasonal, and Heineken. And then Premium Bottles, let's see, uh, Boston Lager, Paul Hunter Hefe, uh, Sam Adams, Sierra Nevada, Bex, Corona, da, 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 da. whoa, Red Stripe, nice, I like Red Stripe, Red, Stri- Red Stripe is, is decent, I like Dragon Stout better, but uh, Desnos and Gettys is not bad with their beer. Uh, Magic Hat number nine, Landshark, Magnus Cider, Smirnoff. Oh, Smirnoff Ice, yes. Uh, God damn, they got fucking Duvel there. Shit, it's impressive. Um, so I don't know. I might be, I might not necessarily be drinking Guinness that night. I might be going for the Anchor Steam on tap. Shit. Um, oh no, they sell pitchers. Keep them away from me. Fuck. 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 I'm buying pints. I'm not buying pitchers. Oh Jesus Christ. Hi, Kitty. I know you're late, but it's okay. You can listen on the download. I know I know you've been out. That's totally fine. <laughs> um But oh that 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 is actually pretty awesome. Um I'm not, my wife won't let me buy a pitcher, and I do not fucking blame her because I will start drinking from the pitcher. But I have no problem getting pints of uh anchor steam. Maybe mixed with a little bit of Brooklyn Lager. So that's that's good to know. If you're going to the the MLR live event this Saturday, uh, Just Jakes has a decent beer list. Anchor Steam on tap. I totally. Oh God, no, Disa, she's gonna buy me a pitcher. Ah! <laughs> one pitcher, one pitcher. That will be it. <laughs> no, no alcohol poisoning. My wife will not allow it. I cannot have another ER visit. Oh, it's a hundred bucks for that ER visit. That sucked. I mean, it was just a copay, but still. Ugh. Okay. Um, <laughs> and meanwhile, Kitty, it's day four of drinking for her. Well, it's her birthday celebration. And uh, I'll say it again. Happy birthday, Kitty. I'll be, I'll be joining you very, very shortly in uh, the year of 35. Ugh. Yuck. Uh, we hit a few more here. New Belgium, they got their own number seven with New Belgium Hop Kitchen number seven. Hop the pond. I love. <laughs> okay, D says I don't want to stress out your pregnant wife. That shit ain't right. <laughs> See, that's right. Uh yeah, she would, she would, she would kill me. I mean, seriously, she's like she, she's, she's scheduled for C-section on the twenty-first. That kind of gives you an idea of how close she is to popping here. 
But uh, okay, New Belgium, hop the pond. I love the label on this. It's adorable. Um, it features hops and malts from multiple nations, thus hop the pond. Hops from England, Australia, and the U.S. Malt from Chile. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chile, Germany, England, and Canada. 22-ounce bombers and on draft. Again, arrival on this one's still to be determined, but it's 8% ABV, which is about regular for a double IPA. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, okay. Just had to queue up something for... Okay. Last one. Uh, not last one. I got a few more. I got three minutes. I can do this. Uh, Star Hill Sabbath Black IPA. Like I was saying, I'm digging the black IPAs lately. <laughs> yeah, it's a bearded hipster pirate artichoke bunny. No, all those are hops, but I can see how you'd think it was artichoke. It is cute, though. He's got a peg leg. Come on. That's adorable. Uh, Star Hill Sabbath Black IPA. Uh, Star Hill says it's one of the darkest, hoppiest beers they've ever brewed. Uh, chocolate malt lends subtle flavor, but really gives the beer its color. Hop aromas of lemon, orange, and grapefruit from West Coast hops. It's 22-ounce bottles and on draft. Rival, again, to be determined. 7.2% ABV. Uh, wait, White Esperance seems confused with rabbit. Looks like a rabbit to me, I think. Is that a rabbit, or is that supposed to be something else? I don't know. Um, I mean, it does kind of look like a rabbit. I think. I'm not sure now. Shit. Eh. Um, let's see. We got three more from Widmer Brothers. Uh, 30 beers for 30 years. These are 1994, 1995, and 1996. I think it's a rabbit. The ears don't totally look rabbit, but everything else looks rabbity on it. So I'm saying it's a rabbit, too. Uh, Widberry represents 1994. It's a Weizen beer brewed with local black raspberries, 4.6% ABV. Black beer is 1995. They're taking a German Schwarz beer, fermented as an ale, however. It's rabbit's hop. You saw that uh, picture in the in the group with the uh, with the bunny in the uh, six-pack of Sierra Nevada. Um, let's see. So uh, German Schwarz beer, fermented as an ale, 6.5% AV. And then Big Ben Porter, 1996, the year I graduated from high school. Oh. Brewed with molasses and licorice, 5.5% ABV. All three are limited offerings in 22-ounce bottles, only available in Portland, Oregon for the next few weeks. So if you want to get me some bottles, your window is limited. And welcome to the chat. The man, the myth, the legend, Sir Darkside, J5. He's coming up after me. I got a few more beers that I got to... Actually, you know what? Uh, fuck that beer. Fuck that beer. Fuck that beer. I'm going to talk about that one next week. Um, really quick, Goose Island's... Bourbon, uh, Bourbon County Brown Stout lineup for 2014. Uh, the regular Bourbon County Brown Stout, same recipe as usual, available nationally in four packs if you're lucky enough to find it, of course. Um, Proprietors, the second annual release under the Proprietors Bourbon County Brown Stout features panela sugar made into a syrup with coconut water, cassia bark, and cocoa nibs available only in Chicago, scrams, in 22 ounce bottles. Vanilla rye, aged in rye whiskey barrels instead of uh, bourbon barrels, using barrels from four different distilleries, then blending the results. Each barrel is aging with two pounds of vanilla beans from Mexico and Madagascar. Limited nationwide availability in 22-ounce bottles. Their coffee uses a different coffee infusion each year. The 2014 features Rwandan coffee from Intelligentsia, 
available in four packs of 12-ounce bottles nationally. And finally, Barley Wine, debuted last year. The 2014 is going to be similar, featuring third-use barrels, former Kentucky bourbon barrels that later housed BCS before hosting the Barley Wine, available nationally in four packs of 12-ounce bottles. Lastly, Stone Coffee Milk Stout launches this week. I'm keeping my eyes peeled for it. That's the show. Buy my shirt, booster.com slash alcohol by volume. There's the ABV beer tasting list. I have been adding stuff to it. Tinyurl.com slash ABV beer tasting. So always, if there's a local beer you want me to try, drop me an email. Kevin at morelikeradio.com. See if we can work out a beer trade. Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. The Facebook page, facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. Twitter at E-D-I-C-I-U-S at MLR underscore alcohol. Look me up on untapped alcohol by volume. All one word. Coming up next, J5. My time now, followed by Dutch and Royce. Thank you, everybody, for listening.